Hi everyone, welcome to Life Guts, a podcast to help you overcome burnout and monotony and find real joy and life fulfillment. I'm Sienna. I'm a graduate student studying counseling psychology and an Akashic Records reader. I went from being uninspired by life and living on autopilot to uncovering my authentic self and purpose. I really hope to help you do the same. I'm so excited you're here, so let's get into it. Hi guys, I have missed you all. I think it's been two weeks now since the last episode and I have missed you all very much. Um, For those of you who don't follow me over on Instagram, um, you might have missed my update on why I didn't post a episode last week, but essentially I'm in now my final month of the semester and I just needed a a breather, Um, but I am back, I am ready and excited to be here. Um, So what has been my peak and my rose? No, those are the same thing. What has been my rose and my thorn of the last two weeks? I think my thorn has definitely been school. It's just, I just want to do well. And it's a lot of papers. It's a lot of like projects and presentations. And I'm just, you know, ready for it to be over with. But only a few more weeks. And then I get a couple weeks off, I believe. And then I have the summer semester. Super exciting. (laughs) Trying to stay positive. Um, And then what is my rose? My rose has been, oh, my mom and I started taking a ceramics class, a will throwing class. And that's been really fun. It's very humbling and you have to go in with no expectations and you have to be willing to fail basically every minute. And you know what? That sounds easy, um, but you get invested because like every step is so much work and you get invested and you want things to turn out nicely or turn out well. And um, so it's hard to stay unattached to the outcome, but maybe that's why it's in my life right now. I <laughs> uh, would love to hear what you guys have been going through, what's new and hip and happening with you guys. Please reach out to me on Instagram. I would love to hear from you guys. I'm very responsive. I'm very friendly. I do coffee reviews every Friday. That's really fun. Oh, I actually have created a separate Instagram solely for life guts. I just wanted the opportunity to like fully immerse myself into the podcast, into the community, and just like the overall vibe that I want the podcast to put out into the world. And I'm treating that Instagram definitely a lot more of like um, like a blog, I guess. And I have a lot less fear in my heart when I post so far on, on that Instagram. So I think that's helpful in its own way. Um, but yeah, I would love to have you guys join me over there, if nothing else. For whatever reason, just as I was sitting down, I felt called to pull a couple oracle cards for you guys. So going to be doing that. Um, What I've done is I've picked three different cards. You can either listen to all three messages, pick one, and then I'll have everything 
timestamped below if you are just interested in hearing your own pile. Um, there are three piles, pile one, two, and three. And so go ahead and take a second, pick which pile you feel might resonate the best with you. The Oracle deck I am using is called the Sacred Rebels Oracle by Alana Fairchild. I love Alana Fairchild's Oracle deck. She always has the best ones and I feel like they're very accurate a lot of the times. Um, okay, so you've picked your number and I'm going to start with group number one. Okay, group number one, you picked Shock of the New which is card number six, just in case, you know, numbers mean something to you. I know they mean something to me. And here's what that card signifies. What wild, unconventional voice is calling to you? Can you hear it? It is so different and so unusual. It might be hard to decipher, like hearing an unfamiliar language for the first time. It might be hard to discern, nope, to discern with great clarity now, but there is an affinity between you and the strangely beautiful newness seeking to manifest. This oracle says there is a stirring at the deepest level within you. Something new will break through and the process of this birth may be a shock to you. The shock will transform into great joy and a sense of tremendous liberation, but you must bear the strangeness of it first. That strangeness might be something that rattles your beliefs about yourself and your world daring you to become more of yourself, more open to where life is leading you, and more willing to be the unique, unique sacred art being crafted by the hand of the universal creator. You are being asked to surrender any fear you may have of being seen as exotic, unusual, eccentric, or bizarre. You are being asked to make peace with strange beauty and to let it happen through you in creative flow. Perhaps you need to allow your conventional ideas of beauty to become even more inspired and open. This oracle comes with a special message for you. There are rumblings and stirrings of the creative life force happening now deep in the undercurrents of your being. If you are already attuned or sensitive, you may have consciously felt this already with excitement, discomfort, or both. If you are, you have not yet sensed these inner stirrings, they are happening all the same. Don't be nervous if the rumble of change turns into a mighty roar that rocks boats, bursts forth as novel ideas and changes things in a way that is out of your control. This is life happening. Free fall into it. You are being invited, dragged, nurtured, and coerced into the new. You can handle it. You have outgrown your out, your old methods. You will have to fly by the seat of your pants, so to speak, as you experiment, experiment with new ways to be. Life will show you the way. Beautiful. I love that. I definitely think that's true. I think... Um, it was kind of reminding me of what happens when you ignore life's whispers or warnings or pings, whatever terminology you use. If you ignore it for too long, the universe will come and shake things up. Okay, the second group, group number two, is Big Bold Vision, and the card is number 15. You were not born to play a small role in life. You have the ability to dream big. Even if you have absolutely no idea about how your visions can come to pass or what all of the details may look like, you can access the heart and guts of a vision by tapping into your wildest dreams and surrendering attachment to exactly how it will all work out. 
The details are up to the creative genius of the universe. You are an active, contributing participant, but not the sole player in your life journey. There is something, a vision, or an idea that is coming to you. You may worry that it is too much for you, but don't worry. It is meant to be yours. A sign that you are crackling, nope, (laughs) a sign that you're cracking out of your limited thinking to allow for a big, bold vision to come to you is that you might feel a little dizzy with the shrinking limitations and expanding possibilities of life. You may wonder if you are allowed to access so much wonder. Those that are meant to live big, bold, and visionary lives need to give themselves permission to break the mold and forge newer, more expansive perspectives of what is possible, what is permitted, and what is of service. It's about letting go and opening up. Others will benefit from this. Even though it is a, it is your vision, it is not just about you. You are being asked to remember that when something is right for you, endless synchronicities and support will flow your way at the right time and in the right way. Stay open, receptive, playful, and surrendered. This oracle brings you a message. You are about to receive or be invited to become a part of a grand visionary beginning It has the makings of something fantastic. No matter how the journey unfolds and there will be some twists and turns that you don't see coming, it is still helpful for you to be open to it. Trust your heart, be still with your choices, and when the time feels right and truthful, take the leap. This oracle brings a message for those who would like to further develop their intuitive sight. It is already happening. Trust what you perceive. This oracle brings a general message of positive energy. Trust the things that will be coming up roses for you. Even if everything seems to be a bit in shambles now, it really, it's really just the essential mess before a truly spectacular success. I love that. You guys are going to do big things. Let me know how that goes for you. Okay. And then the final group, group three, this was the group I picked. So interesting, interested to see what this one says. Group number three, the word wants to be written. And this is card number 42. You might have been taught that creativity is something you have to work hard to access or that finding your life purpose is so difficult that you must search high and low for it. Yet what you are is within you and wants to come out at every possible opportunity. You don't have to struggle so much. It is more about allowing space for it to manifest and to let the energy flow. The real struggle is not in finding something. It is more about letting go of the idea that you need to search for your path in the first place. You see, the process of activating your life path is a natural one. The effort is in getting out of the way, not in making something happen. Mm. As for being yourself, that is the foundation from which your true life path will reveal itself. Being yourself becomes easier when you give yourself permission to love, honor, and accept yourself in all circumstances, especially the ones where you might feel tempted to reject and judge. Give the sacred rebel within the opportunity to decide your values, irrespective of whether they meet with general social acceptance. This oracle brings you the message that what you are dreaming of or seeking to do, create, live, or manifest is actually very natural for you. That is why you want to do it. If you experienced controlling and manipulative forces as you were growing up, you would have found it hard to access your natural state at the time. You would have been too busy trying to adapt and get through the the trials of childhood. That natural self hasn't gone anywhere. It is still there within you. Now it is just about chipping away at the walls of shame, perhaps with a defiant, who the hell cares? I am here and I'm going to love myself anyway. This allows you to risk bearing the feelings of any shame that arises as you release old emotional wounds and break away from any restraints to unconditional love. 
The sacred rebel within can empower you to love yourself no matter what, simply because you want to. It is time for you to be naked with yourself. Acknowledge how gorgeous you are and get on with your work. Life is urging you to do so because the work wants to happen. What you want to create wants to be created. The word wants to be written. You just need to get let go of any remnants of the past that have been in your way. Step firmly over them and on to your path. Beautiful. Love that. I hope the pile you picked resonated with you. And now let's get into today's episode. And that is all about guilt and remorse and shame and regret, whatever word you want to use. Um, Guilt has been something that I have been working through as of recently. Yeah, I just feel a lot of guilt about some of things in my past and for whatever reason, they are choosing to come through now because um, in reality, I'm a few years removed from it. And I'll touch on this later in the episode on, you know, why I think actually guilt and remorse um, come up like the more that you work on yourself and are dedicated to your inner growth. But yeah, I've been really struggling with a lot of guilt and to the point where the other night I was like in like the deepest part of my REM cycle, I think. And I woke up with like heart palpitations and everything, half asleep, obviously, and was trying to remember if I like had done something which was like related to this overall guilt and the answer is yes I had done it but because I was half asleep I like I couldn't figure it out and long story short it took me like 30 minutes to fall back asleep because I couldn't remember if I had really done it and then I just kept thinking to myself like why would you do that I can't believe you did that like why would you do that just yeah I just kept saying that over and over to myself and Yeah, I've just felt a little heavy recently trying to process through all of that. I don't know. I just think guilt is such a crazy thing because it just is so heavy and it can be really, really hard to let go of and like walk away from. And that's why I wanted to dedicate this episode to it because I think we've all had moments in our life where we have, we feel guilty about something that we did or we feel remorseful. I will be using those terms interchangeably, but I did look up the difference between them just out of like my own curiosity. And I do think it's worth sharing um, because I think it's important for you to identify what you are really feeling. And it turns out that they are pretty different terms. Um, So guilt is the idea that, you know, I did something that I should not have done or I failed to do something that I should have done that then leads into the thought that like, oh, this behavior that I'm guilty, that I'm feeling guilty about proves that I'm a bad person. And then remorse is awareness that you fully acted in a hurtful manner towards someone in a way which violated your personal ethical standards. But there are no implications that your actions prove that you were like, that you're a bad person instead it's more of you like taking responsibility for your poor behavior so the way i kind of differentiated between them is guilt tends to sound like i'm such a bad person because i did that who do i think i am i am undeserving of anything else ever again because of this one thing i did etc etc whereas remorse is more like yeah you know what i fucked up 
I shouldn't have done that. I handled that incorrectly. And I'm now going to do the work and figure out why I reacted the way I did and how I can make it so that I'll never do that again. So they are very different. But that's not to say that you can't go from one to the other or flip-flop back and forth between the two because I've definitely flip-flopped between them myself recently. But I would say in general, personally, I am definitely, I think I'm going through a lot of heavy remorse, not necessarily guilt because I do know like in the deepest, deepest, deepest part of my heart that I did everything that I could in that situation to the best of my abilities at that time and my intentions were good and I don't think that I'm a bad person because of that. I really don't. I think I was just a person who was struggling and trying to do the best that I could during a really like the hardest time of my life. I know I'm being really vague I'm just like, I I just don't want to like, it's not about me. This is about how to process it. But if you are like interested in knowing a little bit more background about kind of what I am trying to process, I'd recommend listening to like the the first few episodes that I ever posted. And that may give you a sense of what I am processing. (laughs) Um, But I think this is really relevant because... For me, after I've been reflecting on this, I've realized that like as we level up and as we continue to work on ourselves, which is the audience of this group, we're all people who love doing inner work and who are dedicated to becoming the best version of ourselves because we know that as we continuously grow and evolve, our life continues to get better and better and our dreams, you know, start coming true, et cetera, et cetera. You guys know why you're here. Um, but as we level up, we have new perspective and awareness that we didn't have before, which then causes us to look back at our past actions, our past behaviors, and with like fresh eyes, be able to be like, why did I think that that was the right decision at that time? And when you're looking at it from a new, you know, more evolved version, I think that's when the guilt comes through because you're realizing that that past action is not aligned with who you are today and there's kind of shame associated with that because, you know, we all want to be the best versions of ourselves. We all want to spread love and positivity and try to make, you know, life easier for ourselves and everybody in it and sometimes we fall short. And that can be hard. And it can be hard when other people are involved. It's one thing to let yourself down. It's a whole other thing to, you know, disappoint other people or to hurt other people. But unprocessed guilt or remorse, like I said, um, it leads to shame. And shame can be really, really, really hard to break once it has taken root and has made a home in your heart. (laughs) So my hope is that with this episode, I can help some of you guys help myself before that shame um, roots in and tries to find a forever home in us. So right off the bat, I want to give you just a little encouragement. Spin uh, Spin this remorse or guilt in a little bit of a positive light and say that I actually really do believe that if you're feeling guilty or remorseful about something in the past, that that actually shows and proves that right now in this moment, 
you're growing and maturing. So congratulations. We love growth. We love maturity. (laughs) And what's life without it? So I commend you for putting in the work and continuing to up-level yourself and the people around you. I know it's not easy. And a lot of times it comes with a price, such as, you know, guilt and shame um, for for things that, you know, the old you did or thought were okay. So I have a couple things that you can do if you're feeling really weighed down by guilt. Um, and the first one would be, you know, kind of obvious maybe, and that's to talk about it. And I really do think that like owning up to it and just saying it out loud might be enough. There's something about saying something out loud that makes it real and like concrete versus just mulling something over in your head. And so I think saying out loud, hey, I messed up. That is just powerful, man. It really is. There are so many people who are walking through life a, unaware, B, unwilling to own up to their mistakes. And so I really think that just talking about it, saying it out loud, admitting it to yourself and to the world and whoever is really powerful. We are all going to make mistakes. We're all going to disappoint ourselves and the people around us. There's no way around that. But the only way to make that a positive thing is to accept it, take accountability for your actions, take accountabilities for your shortcomings, because that's how change happens and that's how we become better people. If we try to hide from the guilt or the shame, if we try to pretend it's not there, it's going to continue to eat up at us and I would bet that tests from the universe will start showing up to you to see, to force you to own up to it, to recognize it, and to work through it. So just get it out of the way now. Just do it. Say it out loud. It would be best if you could own up to it to the with whoever the involved party is. But I know that's not always the case, and this does make that a little bit trickier. And that's the scenario that I'm in. I don't feel comfortable with any sort of communication with the other person just to protect myself and also to not it's just sometimes you have to be honest with yourself and know like sometimes you really need to never talk to somebody ever again (laughs) and I know that sounds so rough and that's harsh but I know there's other people who might be feeling like that so I'm only sharing that because I want you to know that if you feel like it will actually be more harmful in the long run for you to open com- uh, open a conversation or open dialogue with that person, then don't just don't do that. Share with a loved one, share, talk to yourself, um, what, whoever it may be that you feel comfortable sharing it with. I'd recommend talking it over with somebody else. Even if you tell them like, hey, look, I don't need you to respond. I just need to say this out loud to somebody and I just need to be heard. I think that that is really powerful. But depending on the scenario, if you feel comfortable like admitting to that person, I think that's very brave, very vulnerable, and very, very, very mature. So I commend you if you go and you speak to the person directly. Just make sure that you are protecting yourself and your energy and think about that. 
before before opening that door. My second suggestion would be to, depending on how intense and how long you've been holding on to this guilt, I would recommend going to therapy. This is actually, I think that this would be very, very helpful, especially for the people who don't feel like they can have communication with the other involved party or parties. Um, this is actually the step that I had to take recent recently. I went back to therapy. I'm back in therapy. I can't remember if I shared that or not. Um, but yeah, I'm back in therapy because I realized that I hadn't fully processed and worked through and let go and forgiven <laughs> a lot of things that have happened to me the past couple years and my part in those things. And I think because I don't feel comfortable having, like I said, a conversation with, you know, involved people about it, it's helpful for me to then have a have a back and forth conversation with somebody who is a third party outside perspective and who can kind of help push me and challenge me in order to work through that and fully, you know, close that chapter, <laughs> that nightmare <laughs> in my life. You know, obviously I'm in school studying to be a therapist, so I am very pro-therapy. I'm very, very fortunate that there has never, in my family, there's never been a stigma around going to therapy or getting help for mental health issues. I think I've shared this in the past. I have been, I'm one of those people who's like predisposition to sadness and anxiety, and I was that way even at a young age. Um, so it's just been a part of my entire life. But I understand that for a lot of people, um, there is still a stigma around getting help for your mental health or just going to see a therapist, you know. Um, I know for a lot of people, there is still a lot of stigma around mental health, going to therapy, needing therapy. Um, So I just wanted to give a quick little message to anybody if you are listening and you feel that way. Look, times are changing. I think in the past, and the reason why there is a stigma around it is people didn't know the effect mental health could have on your overall health and your overall well-being. Things have changed. It's now a accepted, well-known fact that if you are not doing well mentally and emotionally, it will mess up other areas of your life. Also, in this day and age, happiness is a priority, which has never been the case before. Happiness has never been something that society really pushes or cares about. Um, And I feel you. I understand how scary it can be to go out to seek help and to admit out loud, you know, hey, I'm struggling and I, I, I don't think I can handle this on my own. So if you need somebody to talk through, if you want to know what therapy kind of consists of, like I said, longtime therapy goer, studying to be a therapist, would love to kind of walk you through what that might look like. Um, Totally understand. And I'm here for you, for anybody. But yes, if you think that might be helpful, you should definitely do it. I love my therapist, obsessed with her. What a woman. Um, And it's helpful. It really is helpful. You don't think, like even me, who's been going to therapy consistently since I was 14, Sometimes I like dread it coming up to it, but then once it happens, I'm like, oh, that I feel 10 pounds lighter 
everything's fine. Um, it's just about like admitting what's on your heart, getting it out there and having somebody else who is like fully a hundred percent zoned in, focused, listening and responding only to you without interjecting with their own personal garbage, you know? Um, <laughs> uh, okay. I will get off my therapy, um, soapbox and move on to the next one. Uh, and that's to write a letter to the other person involved and yourself. And actually for writing letter for writing a letter to the other person, there's kind of two ways that you can go about this. I've done both over the past couple months and they have been very, very, very helpful to me in different ways. So I would recommend doing them both um, at different times. Um, And the first is you writing a letter to the other person, owning to your mistake, owning up to your mistake, apologizing, explaining yourself, whatever it is that you want to say to this person, you write this letter. And then the second one is you write a letter basically to yourself from their perspective. So if you hurt somebody, it would be from let's call her Margaret, let's say you hurt your friend Margaret, it would be from Margaret to you, explaining to you why what you did or what you said or your behavior, how it affect her, affected her, why, what she took that to mean, and how it's been weighing on her since. Um, that one is a lot harder, I'm going to be honest. At least for me, that one was really, really hard. <laughs> So just be aware of that. Yeah, that one was a that was a doozy of a day. And then writing a letter to yourself. And this is from, you will write the letter to yourself from the perspective of what you would tell a loved one who had done the same thing. Does that make sense? So like basically you would write, I'm going to use myself. So I would write, Dear Sienna, and then I would write the letter. As if Sienna, who is not me, but it is me, right? (laughs) Um, What I would tell my friend who hurt Margaret. Okay, and you, you have to come from the perspective of a friend who's like, or a family member who's real with you and who tells you as it is. And the type of friend who will tell you like, yeah, you didn't handle that one correctly. Sorry to tell you. Um... That one, that's a, I I liked that one as well. That one's not, not as heavy as writing the letter from the other person's perspective, but definitely useful and, um, will definitely help with the whole like self-compassion thing. So highly recommend that. As you guys can tell, I love writing. I write, I journal all the time. Um, it's just really helpful. Everybody should journal. Everybody should write. There are studies There are actual studies about the positive effect that journaling has on your mental health. So, so do a little Google search and do yourself a favor and start writing. (laughs) And then the last little piece of advice or suggestion that I have for you is to start reframing your negative talk. This one I've only just recently started to do, um, but basically how that works is every time you start spiraling in your guilt, 
So you start thinking like, I can't believe I did that. Did I really do that? Why did I do that? I'm such a bad person. Um, that behavior is so unlike me, et cetera, et cetera. Every time you start spiraling like that, you stop, you take a deep breath. Great, beautiful. And instead you think about the lessons that you've learned through that and how much you've grown and the work you're doing to make sure that that won't happen again. And then what I actually do most often when I start spiraling in guilt and anxiety about the situation is I actually send like a well wishes or a prayer, whatever term you want to use or, or are comfortable with. I send a, I just like send out a little like well intention for them. Um, I say something along the lines of, you know, I wish so-and-so, you know, nothing but all of the best in the world. I have so much love, compassion, and empathy for this person. And I am choosing to forgive them, forgive myself, and to move forward with my life. Because the truth is, that situation is in the past. It's done. It's over. What's been done has been done. You can't change the past. You can only own up to your mistakes and work on handling things better in the future. That's all you can do. That's the only thing that you can control. You deserve to move on. Just because you did a bad thing doesn't make you a bad person and you don't have to torture yourself about it for the rest of your life. So send them well wishes. Give yourself a little pat on the back. And the best thing you can do is that every day you try to be the best version of yourself. You try to be the most compassionate, kind version of yourself. That's the only thing you can do. So those are really the tips that I had to share with you guys today. Those are what I have been doing. They've been helpful for me. And it's going to be okay. You'll get through this. Like I've already said, doing a bad thing doesn't make you a bad person. Just don't make it a habit. And own up to your own up to your shortcomings. And... Um, live each day not to be too sappy but you know like live each day with as much love and compassion in your heart as you can and trying to share that with as many people as you can and that's all we can do and remember you are trying your best as often as you can and so is everybody else and then lastly i just had a few journal questions that i wanted to leave you guys with so number one is for you to identify your values and or ethics code and then write down why you value each of those. Number two is, how have you grown in the past year? What about the past five years? And then number three, what do you need to forgive yourself for? And what grudges are you holding on to from other people? And that is it for me, you guys. I'm so happy to be back. Thank you guys so much for everybody who continues to listen. I know I say this all the time. I just have so, so much love and just like adoration for all of you. I've said from the very beginning, I'm just somebody who is trying to figure it all out. I figure it all out one step at a time every single day. But I do feel called to share my failures and share the growth and share the lessons that I've learned. And I hope that it helps you guys or you know if it doesn't help maybe it um keeps you entertained for a few minutes out of the week i love you guys all very very much and i will be back next week bye guys
And that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it and found it helpful. If so, I would be so grateful if you would leave a review. This helps the podcast gain traction, which in turn helps us spread our mission of purpose and authenticity. Not to mention just how much it would light me up inside. Thank you so much and I will be back soon with another episode. Bye friends. Thank you.